This episode is brought to you by bunnieslippers.com. Go to bunnieslippers.com in the show notes and learn how you can buy an awesome, awesome pair of those Highland cow slippers. They're so shaggy and they keep my feet warm in this breezy studio. You know what else is cool? Founditemclothing.com. Cool, cool, cool retro-looking t-shirts based off of designs found in your favorite cult films. I still always wear my Bad News Bears Chico uh, Bail Bonds t-shirt. The orange sleeves are super cool. Kind of a yellowy orange. They're cool. I like them a lot. I got a couple of them, and I wear them all the time when I'm doing stuff. They used to be my formal shirts, and uh, now they've turned into my woodworking shirts. But I wear them all the time still. And so can you at founditemclothing.com. Bunnieslippers.com, too, if you're always going for that uh, real genius cool guy uh, look that uh, What's-His-Face did. Real genius. That's a, that's a fun movie. I can't, I can't remember if it holds up still or if it has problematic scenes. All right. Anyway, uh, something that probably may have some problematic parts in it. Ambrose Bierce's Devil's Dictionary. It was written in the late 19th century, so... I don't think he was a creep in some ways, but there's other ways that, I don't know, time just kind of moves on, and that's kind of just like... So, I'm not an Ambrose Bierce apologist. If he says something that upsets you, you know what? It probably upsets me, too. Uh, so, yeah, hey, here's some Ambrose Spears Devil's Dictionary. Him poking fun at everything. I don't know who I'm going to have as a guest on this month, but I probably will try and uh, try and dig some people up for this one. So, hopefully, but I don't know. Halfway through the month, towards the end of the month, there'll be some cool special episodes. And I don't know who else I can have. I mean, I can always bug Ken Hyde about it, and I can always, uh, I don't know, beg David Heath to help me out again, and I don't know, maybe uh, put a bunch of stuff up on Twitter and get the Ambrose Beers group uh, going on. Check out the Ambrose Beers group on Facebook. There's several Ambrose Beers groups. I recommend them all. <laughs> and what else? Oh, Don Swaim's uh, Death of Ambrose Beers. Really good book. Check that out. I'm always going to doubt that one. That is a fun one. Uh, I'm trying to remember if anyone's done any uh, Ambrose Spears RPGs that I know personally, uh, or any uh, troubadours who've uh, sung any songs. I don't think of any. Write me. Let me know. Go to pgttcm.com. Go to the comment section. Let us know what's going on. And, uh, hey, why don't you check us out on Facebook and on Instagram. We're Black Clock Audio Tales. And, hey, wherever you're listening to us, give us a a thumbs up, subscribe, uh, let other people know that you like us, and recording by Gitu Milwani. The Devil's Dictionary by Ambrose Bierce. The letter E. Eat, verb intransitive. To perform successively and successfully the functions of mastication, humectation, and deglutition. I was in the drawing room enjoying my dinner, said Brillant Savin, beginning an anecdote. What? interrupted Robrichant. Eating dinner in a drawing room? I must beg you to observe, monsieur, explained the great gastronome, that I did not say I was eating my dinner, but enjoying it. I had dined an hour before. Eavesdrop. Verb intransitive. 
secretly to overhear a catalogue of the crimes and vices of another or yourself. A lady with one of her ears applied to an open keyhole heard inside, two female gossips in converse free, the subject engaging them was she. I think, said one, that my husband thinks that she is a prying inquisitive minx. As soon as no more of it she could hear, the lady indignant removed her ear. I will not stay, she said with a pout, to hear my character lied about. By Gopt Sherini. Eccentricity, noun. A method of distinction so cheap that fools employ it to accentuate their incapacity. Economy, noun. Purchasing the barrel of whiskey that you do not need for the price of the cow that you cannot afford. Edible, adjective. Good to eat and wholesome to digest. As a worm is to a toad, a toad is to a snake, a snake to a pig, a pig to a man, and a man to a worm. Editor, noun. A person who combines the judicial functions of Minos, Radamatus, and Acidus, but is placable with an obolus. A severely virtuous censor, but so charitable withal that he tolerates the virtues of others and vices of himself, who flings about him the splintering lightning and sturdy thunders of admonition until he resembles a bunch of firecrackers, petulantly uttering his mind at the tail of a dog. Then straightway murmurs a mild, melodious lay, soft as the cooing of a donkey intoning its prayer to the evening star. Master of mysteries and lord of law, high pinnacled upon the throne of thought, his face suffused with the dim splendours of the transfiguration, his legs intertwisted and his tongue a cheek, the editor spills his will along the paper and cuts it off in lengths to suit, and at intervals from behind the veil of the temple is heard a voice of the foreman, demanding three inches of wit and six inches of religious meditation, or bidding him turn off the wisdom and whack up some pathos. Oh, the lord of law on the throne of thought, a gilded impostor is he. Of shreds and patches his robes are wrought, his crown is brass, himself an ass, and his power is fiddle-dee-dee. Prankily, crankily, prattling of naught, silly old quilly old monarch of thought, Public opinion's camp follower he, thundering, blundering, plundering free, affected, ungracious, suspected, mendacious, respected, contemporary, by J. H. Bumbleshook. Education, noun, that which discloses to the wise and disguises from the foolish their lack of understanding. Effect, noun. The second of two phenomena which always occur together in the same order. The first, call a cause, is said to generate the other, which is no more sensible than it would be for one who has never seen a dog except in pursuit of a rabbit to declare the rabbit the cause of a dog. Egotist, noun. A person of low taste, more interested in himself than in me. Megaseth chosen to serve the state in the halls of legislative debate one day with all his credentials came to the capitol's door and announced his name the doorkeeper looked with a comical twist of the face at the eminent egotist and said go away for we settle here all manner of questions knotty and queer 
and we cannot have when the speaker demands to be told how every member stands a man who to all things under the sky assents by eternally voting aye ejection noun an approved remedy for the disease of garrulity it is also much used in cases of extreme poverty elector noun one who enjoys the sacred privilege of voting for the man of another man's choice electricity noun the power that causes all natural phenomena not known to be caused by something else it is the same thing as lightning and its famous attempt to strike dr franklin is one of the most picturesque incidents in that great and good man's career the memory of dr franklin is justly held in great reverence particularly in france where a waxen effigy of him was recently on exhibition bearing the following touching account of his life and services to science monsieur franklin inventor of electricity this illustrious savant after having made several voyages around the world died on the sandwich islands and was devoured by savages of whom not a single fragment was ever recovered electricity seems destined to play a most important part in the arts and industries the question of its economical application to some purposes is still unsettled but experiment has already proven that it will propel a street car better than a gas jet and give more light than a horse elegy noun a composition in verse in which without employing any of the methods of humor the writer aims to produce in the reader's mind the dampest kind of dejection the most famous english example begins somewhat like this the cur foretells the knell of parting day the loafing herd winds slowly over the lea the wise man homeward plods i only stay to fiddle faddle in a minor key eloquence noun the art of orally persuading fools that white is the color it appears to be it includes the gift of making any color appear white elysium noun an imaginary delightful country which the ancients foolishly believed to be inhabited by the spirits of the good this ridiculous and mischievous fable was swept off the face of the earth by the early christians may their souls be happy in heaven emancipation noun a bondman's change from the tyranny of another to the despotism of himself he was a slave at word he went and came his iron collar cut him to the bone then liberty erased his owner's name tightened the rivets and inscribed his own by g j embalm verb intransitive to cheat vegetation by locking up the gases upon which it feeds by embalming their dead and thereby deranging the natural balance between animal and vegetable life the egyptians made their once fertile and populous country barren and incapable of supporting more than a meager crew the modern metallic burial casket is a step in the same direction and many a dead man who ought now to be ornamenting his neighbor's lawn as a tree or enriching his table as a bunch of radishes is doomed to a long inutility we shall get him after a while if we are spared but in the meanwhile the violet and rose are languishing for a nibble at his glutinous maximus emotion noun 
a prostrating disease caused by the determination of the heart to the head. It is sometimes accompanied by a copious discharge of hydrated chloride of sodium from the eyes. Encominast, noun, a special but not particular kind of liar. End, noun, the position furthest removed on either hand from the interlocutor. The man was perishing apace who played the tambourine. The seal of death was on his face. Was pallid, for twas clean. This is the end, the sick man said, in faint and failing tones. A moment later he was dead, and tambourine was bones. By Tinley Rokut. Enough, pronoun. All there is in the world, if you like it. Enough is as good as a feast, for that matter. Enough is as good as a feast for the platter. By Arberly C. Strunk. Entertainment, noun, any kind of amusement whose inroads stop short of death by injection. Enthusiasm, noun, a distemper of youth curable by small doses of repentance in connection with outward applications of experience. Byron, who recovered long enough to call it entusimusi, had a relapse which carried him off to Miss Alonghi. Envelope. Noun, the coffin of a document, the scabbard of a bill, the husk of a remittance, the bedgown of a love letter. Envy, noun, emulation adapted to the meanest capacity. Epulet, noun, an ornamented badge serving to distinguish a military officer from the enemy, that is to say, from the officer of lower rank to whom his death would give promotion. Epicure, noun, an opponent of Epicurus, an abstemious philosopher who, holding that pleasure should be the chief aim of man, wasted no time in gratification from the senses. Epigram, noun, a short, sharp saying in prose or verse, frequently characterized by acidity or acerbity, and sometimes by wisdom. Following are some of the more notable epigrams of the learned and ingenious Dr. Demresh Hollebaum. We know better the needs of ourselves than of others. To serve oneself is economy of administration. In each human heart are the tiger, a pig, an ass, and a nightingale. Diversity of character is due to their unequal activity. There are three sexes, males, females, and girls. Beauty in women and distinction in men are like in this. They seem to be the unthinking kind of credibility. Women in love are less ashamed than men. They have less to be ashamed of. While your friend holds you affectionately by both your hands, you are safe, for you can watch both his. Epitaph, noun, an inscription on a tomb showing that virtues acquired by death have a retroactive effect. Following is a touching example. Here lies the bones of Parson Platt, wise, pious, humble, and all that, who showed us life as all should live it, let that be said, and God forgive it. Erudition, noun. Dust shaken out of a book into an empty skull. So wide his erudition's mighty span, 
He knew creation's origin and plan, and only came by accident to grief. He thought, poor man, twas right to be a thief. By Romash Plute. Esoteric. Adjective. Very particularly abstruse and consummately occult. The ancient philosophers were of two kinds. Exoteric, those that the philosophers themselves could partly understand, and esoteric, those that nobody could understand. It is the latter that have most profoundly affected modern thought and found greatest acceptance in our time. Ethnology, noun, the science that treats of the various tribes of man, as robbers, thieves, swindlers, dunces, lunatics, idiots, and ethnologists. Eucharist, noun, a sacred feast of the religious sect of Theophagy. A dispute once unhappily arose among the members of the sect as to what it was that they ate. In this controversy some five hundred thousand have already been slain, and the question is still unsettled. Eulogy, noun, praise of a person who has either the advantages of wealth and power or the consideration to be dead. Evangelist, noun, a bearer of good tidings, particularly in a religious sense, such as assure us of our own salvation and the damnation of our neighbours. Everlasting, adjective, lasting forever. It is with no small diffidence that I venture to offer this brief and elementary definition, for I am not unaware of the existence of a bulky volume by a sometime Bishop of Worcester, entitled A Partial Definition of the Word Everlasting, as used in the authorized version of the Holy Scriptures. His book was once esteemed of great authority in the Anglican Church, and is still, I understand, studied with pleasure to the mind and profit of the soul. Exception, noun, a thing which takes the liberty to differ from other things of its class, such as an honest man, a truthful woman, etc. The exception proves the rule is an expression constantly upon the lips of the ignorant, who parrot it from one another with never a thought of its absurdity. In the Latin, exceptio probat regulum means that the exception tests the rule, puts it to the proof, not confirms it. The malefactor who drew the meaning from this excellent dictum and substituted a contrary one of his own exerted an evil power which appears to be immortal. Excess, noun, in morals, an indulgence that forces by appropriate penalties the law of moderation. Hail, high excess, especially in wine, to thee in worship do I bend the knee, who preach astemaniousness unto me. My skull thy pulpit, as my paunch thy shrine, precept on precept, I and line on line, could ne'er persuade so sweetly to agree with reason as thy touch exact and free upon my forehead and along my spine at thy command eschewing pleasure's cup with the hot grape i warm no more my wit when on thy stool of penitence i sit i'm quite converted for i can't get up ungrateful he who afterwards would falter to make new sacrifices at thine altar excommunication noun this excommunication is a word in speech ecclesiastical oft heard 
and means the damning with bell, book, and candle, some sinner whose opinions are a scandal, a right permitting Satan to enslave him forever and forbidding Christ to save him, by get huckle. Executive, noun, an officer of the government, whose duty it is to enforce the wishes of the legislative power until such time as the judicial department shall be pleased to pronounce them invalid and of no effect. Following is an extract from an old book entitled The Lunarian Astonished, published by Pfeiffer and Company in Boston, 1803. Lunarian. Then, when your Congress has passed a law, it goes directly to the Supreme Court in order that it may at once be known whether it is constitutional? Terrestrian. Oh, no. It does not require the approval of the Supreme Court until having perhaps been enforced for many years, somebody objects to its operation against himself. I, I mean his client. The President, if he approves it, begins to execute it at once. Lunarian. Ah, the executive power is part of the legislative. Do your policemen also have to approve the local ordinances that they enforce? Terrestrian. Not yet. At least not in their character of constables. Generally speaking, though, all laws require the approval of those whom they are intended to restrain. Lunarian. I see. The death warrant is not valid until signed by the murderer. Terrestrian. My friend, you put it too strongly. We are not so consistent. Lunarian. But the system of maintaining an expensive judicial machinery to pass upon the validity of laws only after they have long been executed, and then only when brought before the court by some private person, does it not cause great confusion? Terrestrian. It does. Lunarian. Why then should not your laws, previously to being executed, be validated, not by the signature of your president, but by that of the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court. Terrestrian. There is no precedent for any such cause. Lunarian. Precedent? What is that? Terrestrian. It has been defined by 500 lawyers in three volumes each. So how can anyone know? Exhort. Verb transitive. In religious affairs, to put the conscience of another upon the spit and roast it to a nut-brown discomfort. Exile, noun, one who serves his country by residing abroad, yet is not an ambassador. An English sea captain, being asked if he had read The Exile of Erin, replied, No, sir, but I should like to anchor on it. Years afterwards, when he had been hanged as a pirate after a career of unparalleled atrocities, the following memorandum was found in the ship's log that he had kept at the time of his reply. August 3rd, 1842. Made a joke on the ex-isle of Erin. Coldly received. War with the whole world. Existence. Noun. A transient, horrible, fantastic dream, wherein is nothing, yet all things do seem, from which we are wakened by a friendly nudge, of our bedfellow death, and cry, Oh, fudge! Experience, noun. The wisdom that enables us to recognize, as an undesirable old acquaintance, the folly that we have already embraced. To one who, journeying through night and fog, is mired neck deep in unwholesome bog, experience, like the rising of the dawn, reveals the path he should not have gone. 
by Joel Frad Bink. Expostulation. Noun. One of the many methods by which fools prefer to lose their friends. Extinction. Noun. The raw material out of which theology created the future state. End of the letter E in the Devil's Dictionary. Recorded by Gitu Melwani, March the 18th, 2006. Recording by Michael Kirkpatrick. The Devil's Dictionary by Ambrose Bierce. Section 6, letter F. Fairy. Noun. A creature variously fashioned and endowed that formerly inhabited the meadows and forest. It was nocturnal in its habit and somewhat addicted to dancing and the theft of children. The fairies are now believed by naturalists to be extinct. Though... A clergyman of the Church of England saw three near Clochester as lately as 1855, while passing through a park after dining with the lord of the manor. The sight greatly staggered him, and he was so affected that his account of it was incoherent. In the year 1807, a troop of fairies visited a wood near Aix, and carried off a daughter of a peasant who had been seen to enter it with a bundle of clothing. The son of a wealthy bourgeoisie disappeared about the same time, but afterwards returned. He had seen the abduction, been in pursuit of the fairies. Justinian Gauss, a writer of the fourteenth century, avers that so great is the fairy's power of transformation that he saw one change itself into two opposing armies and fight a battle with great slaughter, and that the next day, after it had resumed its original shape and gone away, there were seven hundred bodies of the slain which the villagers had to bury. He does not say if any of the wounded recovered. In the time of Henry III of England, a law was made which prescribed the death penalty for Klingjing, Waodingj, or Mengjing, a fairy, and it was universally respected. Faith Noun Belief without evidence, in what is told by one who speaks without knowledge, of things without parallel. Famous. Adjective. Conspicuously miserable. Done to a turn on the iron. Behold, him who to be famous aspired. Content? Well, his grill has a plating of gold, and his twistings are greatly admired. By Hanson Brewbuddy. Fashion. Noun. A despot, with whom the wise ridicule and obey. A king there was who lost an eye, in some excess of passion, and straight his courtiers all did try to follow the new fashion. Each dropped one eyelid when before the throne he ventured thinking, t'would please the king that monarch swore, he slayed them all for winking. What should they, they do? They were not hot to hazard such disaster. They dared not close an eye, dare not see better than their master. Seeing them, lachrymose and glum, a leech consoled the weeper. He spread small rags with liquid gum, and covered half their peepers. The court all wore the stuff, the flame of royal anger dying. That's how court plaster got its name, unless I'm greatly lying. By Narmi Oaf. Festival. Noun. A festival. A religious celebration, usually signalized by gluttony and drunkenness, frequently in honor of some holy person distinguished for abstemiousness.
In the Roman Catholic Church, feats are movable and immovable, but celebrants are universally immovable until they are full. In the earliest development, these entertainments took the forms of feasts for the dead. Such were held by the Greeks under the name of Nemesia, by Aztecs and Peruvians, and as in modern times they are popular with the Chinese, though it is believed that the ancient dead, like the modern, were light eaters. Among the many feasts of the Romans was Novem Dilia, which was held according to Livy whenever stones fell from the heaven. Felon Noun A person of greater enterprise than discretion, who in embracing an opportunity has formed an unfortunate attachment. Female Noun One of the opposing or unfair sex. The maker, at creation's birth, with living things had stalked the earth, from elephants to bats and snails. They all were good, for all were males. But when the devil came and saw, he said, By thine internal law of growth, maturity, decay, these all must pass quick away, and leave untenanted the earth. Unless thou dost establish birth, then tucked his head beneath his wings, to laugh he had no sleeve. The thing with devilatry did so accord that he suggested to the Lord. The master pondered this advice, then shook and threw the fateful dice, where with all matters here below are ordered and observed the throw, then bent his head in awful state, confirming the decree of fate, from every part of earth anew, conscious dust consenting flew, while rivers from their courses rolled, to make it plastic for the mold. Enough collected, but no more, for niggard nature hoards her store. He needed it to flexible clay, while Nick unseen threw some away. And then the various forms he cast, gross organs first, and finer last. No one at once evolved, but all by even touches grew and small. Degrees advanced till shade by shade to match all living things he made. Females complete in all their parts, except his clay gave out. The hearts? No matter, Satan cried. With speed, I'll fetch the very hearts they need. So flew away and soon brought back the number needed in a sack. That night earth rang with sound of strife. Ten million males each had a wife. That night sweet peace her pinion spread. Over hell, ten million devils dead. By G. J. Fib. Noun. A lie that has not cut its teeth. An habitual liar's nearest approach to truth. The peregrine of his eccentric orbit. When David said, All men are liars, Dave himself a liar fibbed like any thief. Perhaps he thought to weaken disbelief by proof that even himself was not a slave to truth, though I suspect the aged knave had been all of her servitors the chief. Had he but known a fig's reluctant leaf, is more than ever she wore on land or wave. No, David served not naked truth when he struck the sledgehammer blow at all his race, nor did he hit the nail upon the head, for reason shows that it could never be and the facts contradict him to his face. Men are not all liars, for some are dead. By Bartonel Quickner.
fickleness, noun, the iterated satiety of an enterprising affection. Fiddle, noun, an instrument to tickle humans' ears by friction of a horse's tail on the entrails of a cat. To Rome, said Nero, if to smoke you turn, I shall not cease to fiddle while you burn. To Nero, Rome replied, pray do your worst, tis my excuse that you were fiddling first. By Orm Plunge. Fidelity, noun, a virtue peculiar to those who are about to be betrayed. Finance, noun, the art or science of managing revenue and resources for the best advantage of the manager. The pronunciation of this word, with the eye long and the accent on the first syllable, is one of America's most precious discoveries and possessions. Flag, noun, a colored rag borne above troops and hoisted on forts and ships. It appears to serve the same purpose as certain signs that one sees in vacant lots in London. Rubbish may be shot here. Flesh, noun, the second person of the secular trinity. Flop, verb, suddenly to change one's opinion and go over to another party. The most notable flop on the record was that of Saul of Tarsus, who had been severely criticized as a turncoat by some of our partisan journals. Flyspeck, noun, the prototype of punctuation. It is observed by Govinius that the system of punctuation in use by various literary nations depends originally upon the social habits and the general diet of flies infesting the several countries. These creatures, which have always been distinguished for a neighborly and companionable familiarity with the author, liberally or niggardly embellish the manuscripts in the process of growth under the pen according to their bodily habits bringing out the sense of the work by a species of interpretation superior to and independent of the writer's power the old masters of the literature that is to say the early writers whose work is so esteemed by later scribes and critics in the same language never punctuated at all but worked right along free-handed without the abruption of the thought which comes from the use of points. We observe the same thing in children today, whose usage in this particular is a striking and beautiful instance of the law that infancy of individuals reproduces the methods and stages of development characterizing the infancy of the race. In the working of these primitive scribes, all of the punctuations is found by the modern investigator with his optical instrument and chemical tests to have been inserted by the writer's ingenious and serviceable collaborators, the common housefly, mucus maledicta. In transcribing the ancient MSS for the purpose of either making the work their own or preserving what they naturally regard as divine revelations, later writers reverently and accurately copy whatever marks they find upon the papyrus or parchment to the unspeakable enhancement of the lucidity of the thought and value of the work. Writers contemporarily, with a copyist naturally avail themselves of the obvious advantages of these marks in their own work, and with such assistance as the flies of their own households may be willing to grant. Frequently, rival and sometimes surpass the older compositions in respect at least of punctuation, which is no small glory. 
Fully to understand the important services that flies perform to the literature, it is only necessary to lay a passage of some popular novelist alongside a saucer of cream and molasses in a sunny room, and observe how the wit brightens and the star refines in accurate proportion to the duration of the exposure. Folly, noun, that gift and faculty divine, whose creative and controlling energies inspires man's minds, guides his actions, and adorns his life. Folly, although Erasmus praised thee once in a thick volume, and all authors known, if not thy glory, yet thy power have shown, deem to take homage from thy son, who hunts through all the mazes brothers, fools, and dunce, to mend their lives and to sustain his own, however feebly by his arrows thrown, however each hide the flying weapons blunt, all father's folly, be it mine to raise, with lusty lungs here on his western strand, with all thine offspring thronged from every land, thyself inspiring me the song of praise, and if too weak I'll hire to help me ball, Dick Watson Gilder, gravest of us all. By our Aramis Loto Frop. Fool, noun, a person who pervades the domain of intellectual speculation and diffuses himself through the channels of moral activity. He is omnific, omniform, omniprecipient, omniscient, omnipotent. He it was who invented letters, printing, the railroad, the steamboat, the telegraph, the platitude, and the circle of the sciences. He created patriotism and taught the nation's war, founded theology, philosophy, law, medicine, and Chicago. He established monarchical and republican governments. He is from everlasting to everlasting, such as creation dawn beheld he fooleth now. In the morning of time he sang upon primitive hills, and in the noonday of existence headed the procession of being. His grandmotherly hand was warmly tucked in the set sun of civilization, and in the twilight he prepares man's evening meal of milk and morality, and turns down the cover of the universal grave and after the rest of us shall have retired for the night of eternal oblivion he will set up to write the history of human civilization force noun force is but might the teacher said that definition's just the boy said not but threw instead remembering his pounded head force is not might but must forefinger noun the finger commonly used in pointing out two malefactors coordination noun this looks like an easy word to define but when i consider that pious and learned theologians have spent long lives in explaining it and written libraries to explain their explanations when I remember the nations that have been divided in bloody battles caused by the difference between foreordination and predestination, and that millions of treasures have been expended in the effort to prove and disprove its compatibility with the freedom of will and efficacy of prayer, praise, and a religious life, recalling these awful facts in the history of the world, I stand appalled before the mighty problem of its signification abasing my spiritual eyes fearing to contemplate its portentous magnitude reverently uncover and humbly refer it to his eminence cardinal gibbons and his grace bishop potter
forgetfulness, noun, a gift of God bestowed upon doctors in compensation for their destitution of conscience. Fork, noun, an instrument used chiefly for the purpose of putting dead animals into the mouth. Formerly, the knife was employed for this purpose, and by many worthy persons is still thought to have many advantages over the other tool, which, however, they do not altogether reject, but use to assist in charging the knife. The immunity of the person from swift and awful death is one of the most striking proofs of God's mercy to those who hate him. Forma papyrus, Latin. In the character of a poor person, a method by which a litigant without money for lawyers is considerately permitted to lose his case. When Adam, long ago in Cupid's awful court, for Cupid ruled ere Adam was invented, sued for Eve's favor, says an ancient law report, he stood and pleaded unhambilimented. You sue and form a papyrus, I see, Eve cried. Actions can't here be that way prosecuted. So all poor Adam's motions coldly were denied. He went away as he had come, non-suited. By G.J. Frank Alamoyne Noun The tenure by which a religious corporation holds land on the condition of praying for the soul of the donor. In medieval times, many of the wealthiest fraternities obtained their estates in this simple and cheap manner, and once, when Henry the Eighth of England sent an officer to confiscate certain vast possessions which a fraternity of monks held by Frank Alamoyne, what said the prior? Would you have our master stay our benefactor's soul in purgatory? I said the officer coldly, and ye will not pray him thence, for not he must and roast. But look you, my son, persisted the good man, this act hath rank as robbery of God. Nay, nay, good father, my master the king doth but deliver him from the manifold temptation of too great wealth. Freebooter, noun, a conqueror in a small way of business, whose annexation lacks the sanctifying merits of magnitude. Freedom, noun, Exemption from the stress of authority in a beggarly half-dozen of restraints, infinite multitude of methods, a political condition that every nation supposes itself to enjoy in virtual monopoly. Liberty, this distinction between freedom and liberty, is not accurately known. Naturalists have never been able to find a living specimen of either. Freedom, as every schoolboy knows, once shrieked as Koishk fell, on every wind, indeed, the blows, I hear her yell. She screams whenever monarchs meet, and parliaments as well, to bind the chains about her feet, and toll her nail. And when sovereign people cast the votes they cannot spell, upon pestilent blasts her clamors swell. For all whom power is given to sway or to compel, among themselves apportion heaven, and give her hell by Blairy O'Garry. Freemason, noun, an order with secret rites, grotesque ceremonies, and fantastic costumes, 
which, originating in the reign of Charles II, among working artisans of London, has been joined successively by the dead of the past centuries in an unbroken retrogression until now it embraces all generations of man on hither side of Adam, and is drumming up distinguished recruits among the pre-creational inhabitants of chaos and formless void. The order was founded at different times by Charlemagne, Julius Caesar, Cyrus, Solomon, Zoister, Confucius, Thothomus, and Buddha. Its emblems and symbols have been found in the catacombs of Paris and Rome, on the stones of the Parthenon, and the great Chinese wall, among the temples of Karnak and Palamra, and in the Egyptian pyramids, always by a Freemason. Friendless, adjective, having no favor to bestow, destitute of fortune, addicted to the utterance of truth and common sense. Friendship, noun, a ship big enough to carry two in fair weather, but only one in foul. The sea was calm, and the sky was blue. Merrily, merrily sailed we two. High barometers maketh glad. On the tipsy ship, with a dreadful shout, the tempest descended, and we fell out. Oh, the walking is nasty bad. By Ahmet Huffbeetle. Frog. Noun. A reptile with edible legs. The first mention of frogs in profane literature is in Homer's narrative of the war between them and the mice. Skeptical persons have doubted Homer's authorship of the work, but the learned and ingenious industrious Dr. Sclemon has set the question forever at rest by uncovering the bones of the slain frogs. One of the forms of moral cessation by which the Pharaoh was besought to favor the Israelites was a plague of frogs, but Pharaoh liked them for scase, remarked with true Oriental stoicism that he could stand it as long as the frogs and the Jews could, so the program was changed. The frog is a diligent songster, having a good voice but no ear. The liberato of his favorite opera, as written by the Aristophanes, is brief, simple, and effective. Brrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrr
said Peter, your intentions are good, but you lack enterprise concerning new inventions. Now, broiling in an ancient plan of torment, but I hear reported that the frying pan sears best the wicked spirit. Go get one, fill it up with fat, fry sinners brown and good in it. I know a trick worth two of that, said Nick. I'll cook their food in it. Funeral. Noun. A pageant whereby we attest our respect for the dead by enriching the undertaker and strengthening our grief by an expenditure that deepens our groans and doubles our tears. The savage dies. They sacrifice a horse to bear to happy hunting grounds the course. Our friends expire. We make the money fly in hopes their souls will chase it to the sky. By Jex Wapley. Future. Noun. That period of time in which our affairs prosper, our friends are true, and our happiness is assured. End of letter F. In the Devil's Dictionary. Recorded by Michael Kirkpatrick.